As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is presented in part by the Spring Fling Galat Pro 32. Bottom bulb racers have a limited chance to enter the sold-out Spring Fling Galat by entering the JEGS exclusive No Box 32. Race for the same massive purses, but against bottom bulb only competitors for the first five rounds. For more information, check out www.bracketraces.com. Today's podcast is also presented in part by Portatree. Hopefully many of you participated in the off-season practice tree challenge. Portatree's support of the challenge has been tremendous. They are the go-to for all your practice tree needs. Use offer code SPRING10 for 10% off your Portatree orders. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in Sportsman Drag Racing and the stars within it. This week on What Everyone is Talking About. It's March, Big Jed. March has yes. gone mad. It is crazy. Yeah, if I you're think a basketball uh, fan. Right, right. Yeah, my bracket has been sent to bed, hungover, drunk. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is uh, officially busted, both of them. But who cares? Nobody yeah, came. I mean, nobody. Nobody matters. is tuning in to the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast to listen to basketball, except kind of tied this in last week if you missed last week the next 20 minutes aren't going to make any sense so you can either roll with us i think it'll be entertaining or you can go back and listen to last week's show the real bracket is not the ncaa basketball tournament the real bracket is our sportsman drag racing podcast bad beat bracket 
We rolled this out last week. We had a good time with it. We weren't real sure how it was going to go over. But from the feedback that we've got, I think most of you guys had a good time with it as well. So without trying to uh, make another 90-minute podcast like we did last week, we're going to roll through this fairly quickly. But notable defeats in the first weekend of the tournament. Okay, RIP to Virginia. What on earth happened to the Wahoos? I mean, it, you know, I know these, the people aren't listening to this for basketball, but if you're a Virginia fan, you got to be pretty sick right now. I mean, they are victim to the two biggest upsets in NCAA basketball history. Shout out Shamanad. Shamanad beat out. Ralph Sampson and the Cavaliers as they were number one in the nation in 1980, and then they go and do it again, and they just totally send story doesn't add up guy to the showers. He's done. Which is a shame because I was dependent on story doesn't add up guy being like at least in the final four. He was our top overall seed. Absolutely. For reference, story doesn't add up guys is the guy that says, man, I was 10. My guy was 40. I took 15, (laughs) lost a double breakout. And you just kind of scratch your head and go, wait a second. That that doesn't quite add up. (laughs) Story doesn't add up guy. The Retrievers, knockout, story doesn't add up, guy. He will not be the champion of the podcast bracket. Other notable upsets, overcomplicated guy, done, was represented by Xavier. Overcomplicated guy, this is me, uh, for most of you that are listening. (laughs) This is the guy that provides like a 10,000-word dissertation on how he lost a race that lasted five seconds. The number one (laughs) seeds went down, a couple of number two seeds as well, Big Jed. Yeah, North Carolina was the number two seed in the West. They went down and they eliminated, gave it back guy. That's the racer that was 12 foul behind at the strike. Man, I was down there and I wasn't sure if I was getting there. I whomped it one time. I killed five foul and gave it back 12. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I I, killed, I I scrubbed half a mile an hour. I was only 20 behind. <laughs> that guy, out, yeah, not winning. He was, he was dropping in front of me the whole time, bro. And then Cincinnati was the number two seed in the South, Luke, and they eliminated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was was cool. They eliminated too many distractions guy. And again, to reference, that was uh, the guy that's, I'm just not into racing anymore. Life has me distracted. Well, it's because you suck at it, but whatever. Too many distractions is your reason, and you're going home with Cincinnati. (laughs) Did you just tell somebody that they sucked at life or sucked at racing? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, i mean if you suck at racing i mean really, what do you got going for yeah you? Wow, what's, yeah. what you got going in life one way to look at it um, i can i can relate okay i can say that <laughs> from experience the biggest personal upset in the bracket and i know it wasn't by seed line and this has nothing to do with the team that was representing them but can't pull into the staging lanes guy like i just had it in my head that that's the biggest whip that i get oh man i just i wish you'd teach me pulling the staging lanes As I said a week ago, that was clever. The first hundred times I've heard it, I'm over it. (laughs) I don't want to hear from Camp Pulling Staging Lanes guy anymore. Now, full full disclosure, (laughs) I've used this. You've used this. We've all used this. Let's drop it. It's not not fun anymore. But Wichita State was representing Camp Pulling and Staging Lanes guy. Got bounced in that first round by Marshall. That will not be the winner of our bracket. Other teams and bad beats that were represented but have gone down in week one tennessee when your sec schools went down that spelled the n for conspiracy theory guy michigan state lost in a big upset so that means that they changed the rollout guy 
will not be advancing to the Sweet 16. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy's gone. And, and this next one, you know, I mean, who cares? Auburn got beat. We <laughs> Everybody saw that coming. I mean, even Alabama beat them in the SEC tournament. Right. Clemson got to 70 before Auburn got to 30. Yeah, I think they were up 43 at one point. But, that you know, game was 70 to 29 when I looked at one point. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a beatdown. And uh, they eliminated everyone's cheating guy, which, you know, that's kind of what Auburn does. So it all came full circle. So, it's, so I'm all was, good with it. I mean, does that mean that Clemson was dropping bags? <laughs> yeah, they had a bag man. Yeah. Bag drop? Bag drop for Clemson? Is that what the Auburn fans say in the day? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's what they would say. So. Sorry <laughs> to my Auburn friends. <laughs> you have Auburn friends? Really? Arizona, number four seed in the South, uh, upset in round one. That knocked out another one of my favorites, doesn't understand math guy. Just for reference, this is the guy that says, yeah, I was late, but my car spun. I lost 360. So who's to say my 40 light wasn't really 10? <laughs> we could go into a pretty good dissertation as to how that's backwards of the math, yeah. but you guys get the idea. Ohio State eliminated that knocked out, kicked it red guy. Yeah, and you didn't really kick it red because you let go red. Right, right. Yeah, that was the point. Florida <laughs> done. That was shield fogged up guy, which is accurate. You know, humidity. Florida, right? Couldn't see a thing. <laughs> Need to find a way home though. Miami got beat. They were the number six seed in the South. Uh, my opponent, Rush Me Guy, is eliminated with them. Uh, Houston was a number six seed, and Converter Guy, con- uh, Converter's going away. I lost 15,000. It's always the good At the 3.30, Converter. <laughs> it felt tight. I felt it. Yeah, I was 40. I know I hit it. I, I, I think I just fought that Converter. <laughs> then, yeah, you want to help me? Like, dude, no, I don't think you Converter bad. I don't want to help you swap that Converter. Poor Houston. They deserve to be here. Converter guys should still be in this. But what's the go-to? Like, we say that the Converter is the go-to, like, for Converter guy. But the Converter guy's go-to is always, I, I think it I think it laid a fin over. Does yep. anybody even know what that means? <laughs> oh, I saw the fin inside of one yeah, one time. Or I, fins. I, I, I think I got better going. I think I think then let Finn's laid over. Yeah. So they're done. And TCU was a number, another number six seed and bad burnout guy. Man, I got a bad burnout. I got eight hundred dollars worth of the best tires money can buy on the back of this thing. Two thousand dollars worth of shocks. But I was about a second too early coming out of the burnout, and the car <laughs> just blew the tires off. Of. Yep, can't do it. Can't do it. Got to get heat in them. Um, <laughs> all right, so. As we mentioned last week, we knew coming into the Sweet 16, we knew there'd be upsets. We knew there would be uh, seeds below the sixth line that advanced to the Sweet 16. And we thought that that would give us an excellent opportunity to uh, open it up to listeners to tell us what bad beat guys we forgot. We got some awesome suggestions. We actually kind of got overwhelmed with suggestions, had several dozen. But we had, what, I think six teams advanced to the Sweet 16 that were not top six seeds. So we had not allocated a bad beat for them. Those teams are Kansas State, Loyola, Nevada. Loyola, Chicago, by the way, I called it. I think I called you it on did. the podcast, didn't I? I'm sure you did. I heard you say it a time or two. So MVC. Sure MVC. Loyola, Nevada, Florida State, Texas A&M, and Syracuse. So as we go through the remaining bracket, we will be sprinkling in some of the new additional Bad Beat stories. Courtesy of you listeners, we'll try to uh, to shout out each listener that uh, that represented those as we go. So you ready, Judd? I am ready. All right, let's start in the South region where we've got Kansas State, which again was one of those lower seeds 
Kansas State looking to be Cinderella. Kansas State will represent Tower Power Guy. This oh, is one I of my like favorites. This, this this came from loyal listener Ryan Pachaki. Uh, Ryan's from Michigan. Tower Power Guy. In in short, like I don't I don't have a direct quote for Tower Power Guy, but in short, they're the guy that it, it's kind of like a, a close cousin of conspiracy theory guy. That whenever you you lose and you're Tower Power Guy, it's because the folks in the tower are partial to your opponent for whatever reason. It's as if they've got like a big easy button on the counter in the tower and be like, oh, no, that dude went, switch that around. <laughs> that went like the other lane. Because every, every racetrack got that, right? That's right. And they make the ticket actually turn out right, too, for your opponent. It's amazing what the tower power guy tower uh, can see get accomplished. Tough, dude. And actually, if you have ever raced Big Jed at a facility in which like a family member of the owner or track operator races, tower power guy races at the same facility. Like That's really prevalent. Yes, that's a very good point. Because the track owner's brother always has tower power. Yes. He gets to test on the track for free, and he's got all kind of advantages over you. And that Kansas State team will play Kentucky, and Kentucky is still represented as they were uh, last week by exaggeration guy. You know, the guy that tells you, man, my throttle stop quit, so I just lifted and counted to four. Then I stood back in it. You know, meanwhile, when you see the ticket, his incremental times are all within like a hundredth of the previous round. It doesn't make any sense what he said versus what you're seeing. But he exaggerated, so exaggeration yeah. guy. Like, that story sounds pretty far-fetched. I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, it got included because someone told me that story once. Like, <laughs> and I thought, wow, man, that, that, that dude, on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, it was at an NHRA national event, so look back at live timing. I'm like, Ooh. So, yeah, I actually thought that's good because as much as Kentucky could ever be considered a Cinderella, like, when you looked at the bracket, you thought, ooh, that's going to be a tough road for Kentucky to come out of it. Now... Like, the skies have parted. Things have opened up for Kentucky. Like, they look like they got a really good shot at making the Final Four, which is cool because I like talking about exaggeration guy. Yeah, at worst, they match the talent of the rest of the region there. So, at worst, and probably a little better at best. So, should be good for them. So, next, uh, Loyola, which was uh, below uh, number six. So, they are uh, one of the teams you talked about earlier, Luke, and they're going to get into our bracket and they are going to represent lost to the winner guy and Dallas Page. <laughs> and we'll talk more about Dallas later, but Dallas submitted that lost to the winner guy idea. And you hear that all the time. So, you know, again, does it make us feel better that we lost to the winner? Because, I mean, that really should have been me instead of that racer. But you hear it all the time. Well, at least I lost to the winner. Had to go through me to win. Yeah, man. Well, the road to the winner circle went through me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and eight other people. So, um, you know, it is what it is. No, lost make to the winner guy. Come on, Ramblers. Uh, they, The Ramblers and Lost to the Winner guy will be taking on Nevada, who is also a new addition to the podcast bracket. Nevada will be represented by, this is a new one, this is a good one, Better Than I Had to Be guy. This was submitted by Justin Wanamaker. Justin, shout out. Thank you for listening to the show. Better than I had to be guy is the guy that says, man, my guy's freaking 90. Like, all I got to be is any shade of green. Any shade of green yeah. wins that round. I turn it one thou red. I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm trying to be too good for my own good, man. <laughs> if I just calm down, play conservative, I'm just trying to be better than I got to be. 
Yeah, I could just be 50 <laughs> like all these other clowns. I right. would have won that round. Yeah, I'd be here. I am trying to be double O every hit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, Justin. We all know that racer, too. Let's move over to the West Bracket. Yeah, where we got Florida State. Uh, Florida State again was uh, below a number six, so they're this new. Is so good. Yeah, they're new to our bracket. <laughs> this was submitted by Todd Berry, a good friend of mine from here in Alabama, and it is the turn back time guy. So as I was reading his text, I, you know, I'm like, the guy stopped time or what? So tell me all about it. So he tells me, yeah, sure, I spotted you 400s, but I saw your 007, and I'm hitting the bottom, by the way. <laughs> I saw your 007 red, and I thought, Ah, what the hell, I'll just go for it now. And he's 032 red or 035 <laughs> red or whatever he is. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, so you 400 slower or faster, you saw me go red and you took a shot at it, stabbed at it, as they say. Yeah, I, think I got nothing to lose at that point. I might as well. Got turn back time. He stopped time. Yeah. As you yeah. went red, he stopped time and all those thoughts went through his head in less than 400ths of a second and he stabbed at it. Don't matter at that point. Might as well go for the buy run. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for the bye. <laughs> uh, Florida State and turn back time guy will be taking on Gonzaga. Gonzaga, we talked about last week. Gonzaga is representing I did all I could do guy. This is the guy that comes back from the run and says, man, I knew I missed the tree, so I bumped twice. But then I watched my opponent leave late, so I bumped it back up twice, and my car <laughs> hit the tires, and it spun, and I thought, heck with it, I'm going to get there. So I sprayed in low, and I held the shift, and then I pumped it a few times just to let him know that I could get there if I wanted to, and then I dropped. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> what? So go Zags, just because I want to say that again next week. I hope Zags are in the final four. <laughs> Good luck, Zags. Uh, next up is Michigan. Michigan was uh, part of our group last week that we talked about, and they are perfect car guy. They represent perfect car guy. You know, the guy that tells you, man, my car's only buried three thousandths all day. But, you know, except for the first run that was 300 slower than what I'm running right now. And that last run where it picked up 200s out of nowhere. But other than that 500s gap that it's had from start to finish, it only moved 3,000 all day. <laughs> we know that guy every week. Perfect guy in the suite. Perfect car guy will square off with swung for the fences guy in the sweet 16 that is the michigan texas a&m matchup swung for the fences guy presented by david deming shout out dave um, <laughs> represented by texas a&m we've all heard this guy man my guy he just he, he swung for the fences and sometimes when you do that man you you, you hit a home run <laughs> of note here we rarely reference swing for the fences guy when he strikes out Okay, this is actually closely related to one of my buddy, uh, you know, our buddy Andy at, at Huntsville Engine. He always had swinging bucket guy. You ever heard Andy reference the swinging bucket? I have bucket? heard him talk about that. Sw swinging bucket finds the center every now and then. You got to watch out for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so swung for the fences guy is going to go up against the team that bounced my Crimson Tide and beat us like rented mules. No, 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 no. Swung for the fences guy taking on perfect car guy. We can move to the east. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. We got to yeah. move on. Yeah. And my, this my is, bad. this arguably, I, I think at this point, like Villanova and Duke are probably the odds on favorites, but this is probably the overall number one seed remaining in the podcast yeah. bracket. You say? Should be the best team remaining. Villanova should. And uh, again, they bounced my Crimson Tide. Beat us bad. Um, they look pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, they looked real good, and the only thing good that come out of that was a team is advancing that has the word Nova in their name, so 
they are now my new team. As I picked Alabama to win the national championship, I will now be Villanova, and I will be what about me guy. So, you know, the guy that you're over there giving your bad beat to, you know, I can't pull in the lanes or I did a bad burnout. And he's like, hey, what about me? I did this or that or this or that. And he just totally disregards your story and puts it in the sidebar like it didn't even happen. And he's just telling you his story over the top of yours. What about me guy is my new man. Hey, what about me? (laughs) What about me guy will be taken on belittle the opponent guy. This is represented by West Virginia, the five seed in that region. Belittle the opponent guy is the guy that says, well, Man, I showed him he couldn't get there. He's got a drop, right? So, you know, I anticipate the drop because that's what he's got to do. I mean, what's he do? He holds it on the floor. I get behind. And I told him after the run, man, if if you do what you're supposed to do, I beat you. You should have dropped. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, I showed you I, you couldn't get there first. What else are you going to do? <laughs> hit the brakes. The fact you wasn't looking at me cost me the run. So. Those it's interesting in that those two bad beat guys, what about me guy and belittle the opponent guy, may or may not have been inspired by the same racer. <laughs> possible. It's possible. Moving it's on possible. in the uh in the east. I <laughs> laugh because I can see the name tied to that and, and nobody else gets to, and it's so good. I hope it never leaks out. Because <laughs> everybody's thinking they know uh <laughs> what about me guy. All right, so Moving on in the, what were we in, the East? All right, so Villanova, West Virginia, the other pairing uh, in the Sweet 16 in the East is Texas Tech, who will be represented, representing Easily Distracted Guy. This We talked about Easily Distracted Guy last week. This is the guy that stages up, says, man, did, did you see that airplane fly overhead just as I was staging? And you're looking at him, you mean, you mean like the one that we can see now that's like 15,000 feet up? No, I didn't see that. Oh, man, I did. I, I can't concentrate like that. Yeah, mess me all up. Mm-hmm. Easily distracted guy represented by Texas Tech. Easily distracted guy will be pairing up with I Got Screwed guy, which represents <laughs> Purdue, or Purdue actually represents him, number two seed in the East. The I Got Screwed guy is, he's kind of the tower power house car guy, but it's like they knew they were doing it to me, and they did it anyway. You know, they right. they scraped or drug or sprayed in front of me, made my car slow, made it fast. You know, that's bull crap. I shouldn't have been paired with the guys paired with. I should have been the first pair out, or I should have been the last pair. You know, they pulled a bye midway in the lane, and it put me with my buddy or whatever. So, uh, you know, Purdue fans probably do and should feel as though they have been screwed with the uh, Haas's <laughs> elbow injury that yeah brutal we mentioned this last show like the bad beat guys that are attached to certain teams that's completely random like don't give us enough credit to think like we actually thought through that like we just went through and said okay here's our bad beats here's the teams but this one's really fitting because like in in defiance or in defense i guess of our buddy alan f like yeah. Purdue guy kind of gets screwed regularly. Like that was a team that had like what Robbie Hummel and Etwan Moore and some other NBA player, Juwan Johnson maybe, and like they all kept getting hurt. Like that should have been a Final Four team at some point, and they could never stay healthy. Now here you got another good shot to get there, and I don't know if Isaac Haas is their best player, but the kind of the heartbeat of the team, the thing yeah, that makes him tough. go, and he's out. So yeah, Purdue fans, you, you, you did kind of get screwed. So so back to I want to shout out back to Alan Neff by the way. He's a loyal listener, and he. 
he hit me up immediately when he heard the show. Like, how are you going to tell me I'm the I got screwed he's, guy? And he's in Plord's bracket as I got screwed guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. He said, uh, he said, you got to race more than twice a year to be that guy. So Alan, you're right. I apologize for publicly humiliating you. <laughs> Life of a Boilermaker is a rough one. So moving over to the Midwest region, Luke, Kansas is uh, the number one seed. Of course, they were part of our discussion last week, and they are representing Perfect Guy. So this is I hope uh, Kansas makes the final four. I like Perfect Guy. Yeah, I do too. I like Perfect Guy, <laughs> and I, I like the guy that I, I think is is this guy. But he says, "Man, let me show you my tickets." He reaches in his pocket and he pulls out this wad of tickets, and it's a fistful of perfects. It's it's trip zips <laughs> all over the board. But as you're looking through them, you know, some of them look a little faded. Some of them look a little dingy, wrinkled. And you realize that these things are months or maybe even years old. Like, dude, how are you going to save all this and try to make me believe you've been perfect this many times a day? I mean, come on, man. Perfect guy. You're better than that. Kansas representing perfect guy will face off with Clemson representing false terminology guy. This is another one that we talked about last week. False terminology guy is the guy that says, I was 10, take five, but my guy was 20 and dead home and he beat me. What are you going to do? And what he meant to say was he was 10 and five thou under, but he just don't quite have the terminology right. Like he's trying to catch on, but he, <laughs> but usually false terminology guy says it in such a defiant way that you don't even want to correct him. Yeah, I didn't just... Yeah, not, not quite getting the math right. <laughs> not, not what are you do? Oh, oh, man, this next one's got a name tied to it, too. I so wish I could say that. But <laughs> uh, Duke is the number two seed in the Midwest, Luke, and they are going to represent Unlucky Guy. And uh, this guy, oh, it fits him so perfect. But it's like, man, I can't get no luck. I mean, You've nothing. been saving that up all week. I got to read that last week. You've been wanting that, haven't you? I really did want it bad. <laughs> I tried to sound like him, but I just can't. I ain't got it. Pretty good. <laughs> like, man, I, I mean, nothing's going right. I I let go. I heard the starter squeal when I let go, and it messed me up, or, or everything. Pure negativity. There's a obviously this guy never makes any mistakes. It's it's never his fault. He just can't catch a break. He's unlucky guy, and he's got Duke taking him through the tournament. Just to classify this, like we didn't have anybody in mind when we came up with these. Like these all just completely came out of thin air and popped into our heads. <laughs> yeah, okay. Unlucky guy represented by Duke will be taken on Syracuse. Syracuse is a new one. It was an 11 seed got in there, and Syracuse will be representing Denied Me the Chance guy. This was presented by our listener Scott Sanders, and this is a good one because we've all heard this. And I'm, I might, I might be guilty of using this one. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Man. All that dude there, all that dude there did was deny me the chance to win the race. Because there ain't no way he can do that again. <laughs> he just knocked out somebody that can win because that guy can't. You know, that's what Virginia <laughs> and Arizona are thinking about their opponents <laughs> today. <laughs> They're thinking this right here. Denied me the chance, guy. Great submission there by Scott Sanders. And Syracuse is about to come to the end of their road. So unlucky guy is going to move on. I'm, I'm very confident in that. I don't know. Nobody can play against his own. So 
Of course, Duke plays his own too. We <laughs> we that those were the the seven whatever we had six seven new teams. Those were the the bad beat submissions that stood out to us. But we did have some funny conversation between Facebook. Twitter, our DMs, our messages kind of blew up. One that stood out to me, and this has nothing, like we couldn't include this because it's not a bad beat story, right. but excessive free rev guy is a guy that does exist. Now, it has <laughs> nothing to do with them losing the race, but excessive free rev guy is the guy that like does a burnout and kicks it 25 times in neutral before he pre-stages. We actually have some of those in this area that not only then, like, as you cross the finish line, win, lose, crash, whatever. It's back in neutral, and it gets pumped to the turnoff. You, you don't want them to load up, man. You can't you, you keep them plugs clean. <laughs> well, now I do have a name for this, and, and I love him. He's a great racer, very accomplished, and, and a championship-caliber racer. But from the time he gets through burning out to the time he stages, it may not be a whole bunch of them, but the ones he does are very excessive. And it's Ricky Pennington, cousin Ricky. <laughs> I mean, got the best carburetors you can put on a car, but he's going to rev that baby up and, and make sure she's good and clear. Got the cobwebs out. So Ricky's a loyal listener as well. I'm sure I'm going to get a hard time for that. Bada! <laughs> Rod checking. <laughs> and uh, our, our buddy Big Nasty Kyle Seipel threw in some good ones from the promoter side. Can't hear the announcer guy. Missed the call. I can't hear the announcer. Yeah, man, we parked so far down there. Can't hear you. Can't understand the announcer guy, which is a little bit more prevalent at the races you're working. Yeah, you know, I hear can't hear the announcer guy. I hear can't understand you. And and I wonder all the time, at what point during the event did you realize you couldn't hear the announcer? Now, it's, <laughs> it's fifth round, and you didn't hear your call to the lanes. Did you hear me all up until then, and now you can't? Or, well, no, no, we've been coming up here and listening, or we had the radio in the truck, or, but... We didn't have any of that going this time, and we couldn't I just hear come you. Up when everybody else goes up, and all the people around me lost. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's 14 <laughs> cars left, and none of them are parked with me. So, and sometimes they miss the round, Luke. Sometimes they miss it. Been known to happen. I, I may or may not have missed around in my day. And then, uh, oh yeah, the last one that Kyle had bad pit area guy. This is a good one. I've met this guy. I might have been this guy. You parked him at your you parked him at your event at the Jake Summer Door Car Shootout last year. Oh, I parked that guy every year, <laughs> multiple times at our event, without question. Well, I, I'm him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> well that's a good point. <laughs> you really pulled me right off in the pit, and I got stuck. Yeah, I mean, I got you into a spot I couldn't even get you into, much less get you out of. <laughs> so, I mean, I have, been, I have been to racetracks where I was literally parked in somebody's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> got to hear that story sometime. Yeah, it happens. So, all right. So, <laughs> we went longer on that than we wanted. If you've put up with 25 minutes of the podcast going, what in the world are these knuckleheads talking about? We're going to get back to racing and some of the stuff that matters maybe moves the needle to some extent but uh we had fun with this so we hope you guys did too we're gonna have it one more week like it or not as the field narrows to the final four uh we'll do something special for next week at the very least we'll have uh, we'll have pj read some of these quotes and reads so that we can drop them in and uh, and have a little bit more fun with it what do you think jeff i uh, can't wait i'm very much looking forward to it it'll be the final four and we're gonna tie them to these bad beats it couldn't get any better than this Fun stuff, fun stuff. Alright. 
Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Can, can, can we take credit for this, Big Jed? Like, Absolutely. Scotty Richardson didn't appear in the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Top 25. We talked about it a little bit, how weird it is to see like a Top 25 without SR. We could kind of justify the voters because Scotty hadn't raced much in the last couple of years. Sure. But if I was Scotty Richardson, like I would, I would take exception to that because, you know, like then I would be Scotty Richardson. I think it was last week's podcast, Big Jed. I don't want to single you out or anything, but you did say yeah, it's pretty impressive. He came out to Reynolds and won. Like he hadn't raced in a year or two. He did win the 10 Tuck points in 2016 like he his show doesn't get on the road like it used to but he could still do it yeah scotty's yeah. back scotty's back scotty's back scotty's back he, he showed us that a week removed from his fifteen thousand dollar win in his s10 at reynolds georgia scotty rolled into the 10 tuck triple crown event at bowling green and oh by the way won a 10 grander in mr satellite's corvette and then came back a few hours later and uh won a five grander too so that's a 15 a 10 and a five within like an eight day span. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Scotty's back. We are going to, that warrants, if nothing else, inclusion in this week's Who's Hot. He's on fire. It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Sabre Performance Who's Hot. Sabre Performance will be running an income tax sale this year. If you buy a 4150 or a Dominator, you will receive a billet carb spacer for free. Be sure to take advantage of the tax time sale from now until the end of March. Don't forget Seabrook Performance for all of your engine and carburetor needs. Be sure to look them up on Facebook or call them at 785-286-6813. Yeah, as we mentioned uh, coming in, what what did you say we needed to we need to put a drop in there for Jeff? Guess who's back? Scotty's back. Scotty's back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yeah, Luke, uh, the aforementioned Scotty Richardson. And like I said, you know, the guy hadn't raced in a year or two. It's going to take him a little while to get his feet back under him, get this thing figured out again. It did. It took him about uh, half a day on his first trip back. I mean, just like you said, the 15K win at Reynolds comes back and gets a 10 and a 5 in the same day at Bowling Green. Um, I mean, and, you know, everybody knows how great Scotty is, but... I would think even the best gets a little rust, but he's proven that when you're at the top of the list, you don't get rusty. You just get paid. I get the impression like he just woke up like March 6th or something and said to himself, wait a second, I'm Scotty Richardson. (laughs) Yeah, Arguably the best that's ever done this. Certainly one of the top three. I'll just go start winning. And here it is. What else stood out to you from 10 Tuck, Big Jet? Obviously, it was uh, it was a, at least some form of Scotty domination. It feels like we're going back in time a little bit with that. Uh, those of us that have raced for a long time are certainly familiar with that. Chris Cadle was in two finals as well, both Little Buck finals, both the Five Granders, was winner on... Friday night, I believe, and then run it up to Scotty on Saturday night. And in that final, I saw the time slip, as I think Chris had posted on Facebook. He was awful. He was nine, take nothing. Yeah. Scotty managed to get under that. Yeah, Scotty was six total, three dead, three. And, uh, you know, when you're nine on the tree and that, the bad math guy or bad at math guy or whoever he was, he wouldn't figure it out. But uh, this one was easy <laughs> to figure out. Uh, not a bad lap at all there for Chris Cadle, but I guess uh, one of the other things that stood out for me, Luke, you know, those guys had rain, and we even talked about it on the podcast, or I did. You yeah, know, you I, tried I, to jinx them. I, yeah, I felt like I was in ground I didn't <laughs> want to be in, but I did just state the obvious, that the rain was in the forecast, and those guys had a decision to make. Well, 
out of nowhere, it clears up, and the forecast gets a lot better, actually wonderful. They go on and make the decision to have the race, and just I don't think the crowd was quite where it needed to be because of that, but this is, a like we've talked about, it's a legendary series at a legendary facility, and I know they're going to rebound next time around for the 10 Tuck and, and have a lot better crowd. Shout out to the Jones family for overcoming the Jed Hex and having an excellent weekend, yes. despite your forecast. My apologies. <laughs> I love you guys and your facility. Look forward to returning soon. NHRA national event competition down in Gainesville, the second weekend of competition down there for our Lucas Oil Series racers. What stood out to me, Big Jed, from the Gators, how about Michelle Furr? We talked about Michelle, I think, we might have mentioned her last week, she won Supergas at the points meet. She extended that that little run for, what, 11, 12, maybe 13 rounds, drove that Corvette back to the final round at the Gator Nationals, where she fell in the final, I believe it was Jim Perry, won Supergas, but a heck of a run there from Michelle Furr. If it wasn't for Scotty going Scotty, Michelle was definitely a candidate for this week's Who's Hot. Yeah, two weeks of dominance there at Gainesville. Uh, come up one round short, but still a heck of a stretch there for her. And uh, what about Team Luke Team getting Luke. on the board? Yeah, I think I actually meant to like correct this the week after we did our picks, and I think we forgot all about it. I'm pretty sure that in our NHRA Pick'em episode, I actually picked Lester Adkins to win the Top Sportsman World Championship. Those of you that are familiar with racing in my area, Lester Atkins is an excellent racer that doesn't own a top sportsman car. Bracket <laughs> racer from these parts. Lester Johnson is who I was thinking of. Yeah, that Lester Johnson with the shoebox that was like six flat every other run. Yeah, that guy. He got me on the board in top sportsman. Top sportsman, again, shaping up pretty good for me. I had a Sandy Wilkins win last week. Lester Johnson, runner-up this week. And Lester's final was part of a... A series of kind of odd results. Like I haven't really like done any reporting on this or talked to anybody. Figured out, but like I know you can look at like Drag Race Central from seemingly every divisional or national event and go like, what are these guys doing? Like you could pick out a pair or two and be like, what happened there, right? Sure. This one was just it seemed like weird outcome after weird outcome. In Lester's being one example, like he got timed out in the final of Top Sportsman. Not sure what happened there. Steve Cohen in the final of Top Dragster, like it never left the starting line, or his car died when he decked it, or what. But you just go through the results, and I, I tend to keep up, you know, check in once a day or something, see who's still in, see who I know, and um, like it was just almost without fail, you would look at a pair that was like both 100 plus on the tree. And then the very next pair, it's like a ninth out package loses. Like it was just so <laughs> random yeah. and odd, and it just seemed more out of place than normal. And again, I don't know particular reasons for that. I know that Gainesville can be tricky, particularly in the morning, because the sun rises right behind the tree. Mm. Like it's very difficult to see the tree. So imagine that that came into play at times. I know this time of year. That track can notoriously get a little bit sketchy, particularly in the morning. I assume that might have come into play at times, but just weird results, I think, was what I took away from it. And don't really have any great explanation as to why. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Uh, and it was in many classes where right. the reaction times were less than stellar. And it's easy to judge that, as I did way before I ever went and did some NHRA racing. It <laughs> right. gets a lot different when you make a couple of runs a day. So it's a lot harder than you think it is. But I saw several people referencing the sun and 
how it affects uh, the drivers in the the day in the or in the morning and then on into the day. So that could have been a factor. Who knows? But uh, I passed tech at the Gators once, uh, so um, <laughs> you know I have my own issues there. But the other thing, Luke, the Skillmans—they uh, almost had the dream final round in Superstock. Um, yeah, Drew and Bill qualified one and two. And oh wow! I didn't even realize that. Okay, I, I think that I'm pretty sure that was the case. Uh huh. They were at least on the opposite side. I may have overstepped that a little bit, but both made it to the semis and, and come up a little short. Almost had a father-son final there. Yeah, they were trying to go Torres family on them, weren't they? I actually, I probably wasted an hour of Mark's life trying to research this because I had it in my head that Drew and Bill Skillman had run each other in the final before. I don't think they have. Mark tells me they haven't, so I'll go with that word. I think... They got close once before. And you can't get closer than this. Like, you're both in the semis on opposite sides. It's shaping up to be a dream weekend. And then, like, 35 seconds later, it's over. So that sucks. But pretty cool stuff. Oh, okay. Mark did Mark did more research than I give him credit for. Drew himself told me that they have not. So Drew and Bill have not run in the national event final. I'm going to take that as being accurate information. Yeah, that's, that sounds like Drew a credible source. <laughs> I, I would take Drew Skillman's word on Drew Skillman's accomplishments. Good call, Mark. So. Yeah, good call. So Team Luke gets on the board there with Lester, and uh, Team Jed does not have a, a very good outing at all. So that's uh, that's not the way I want to report it. Hopefully we get that fixed next time around. There was some bracket racing on tap as well, Luke. Uh, the folks at Virginia Motorsports Park debuted their racing surface, their new racing surface at the uh, St. Paddy's Day Classic, presented by the folks of House of Pain and the Loose Rocker promotion team putting that on. So uh, that's not really what you want to see, a new racing surface when you've got a huge event like that coming. And some cool weather. We talked about the schedule adjustment on last week's podcast. So all those things don't really add up. But I, I saw a topic on Facebook, and I commented on it. You know, there was a question about why aren't people more concerned? Well, number one is VMP. They're they're known for tremendous ability to give you a great racing surface. Uh, Alan Carpenter and the guys there. It's Loose Rocker. They had extremely high confidence in the facility hosting the event, even with a new surface with the the rubber put down. And everything I saw was a one perfect it looked like an awesome event i don't know if you uh, got to see any of the coverage luke i'll be completely honest i was zoned out on this just looking over the results though big weekend for jeff sarah and jeff's actually off to a heck of a start for the year at that hundred grander at reynolds he was down to like nine cars in steve withrow's dragster i don't know if that's what he was driving at vmp i assume it was he won the friday five grander was runner up to jason weaver in the saturday 15 grander so jeff sarah would have been another who's hot candidate if it wasn't for scotty being back scotty's back scotty's back scotty's back yeah and one of the the coolest names in racing uh guy they they you know we talked about where they did a five a ten a five for their race format they had some weather challenges, what they thought anyway, so they made it a 15K on Saturday, was going to start that race and then finish it on Sunday. Well, heck, the track was so good, the weather improved, so they did a 15K on Saturday. They had a Sunday bonus 5K uh, for the people just to stick around, do some more racing, a beautiful day on Sunday. Um, Michael Beard and Anthony Walton making another good decision there, and cool name for a racer. Jeff Duck got the yeah. win over Darren Lotts. Jeff Duck got the win, so Jeff is not a duck. No, he is definitely not a duck. That's uh, Jeff, the anti-duck. 
<laughs> it was a big crowd and a great win over on the foot break side, Luke. Uh, very familiar faces in the winner's circle. Friday's 5K was won by Richard Alford Jr. over Caleb Ellison, which was uh, very close in the next big thing. Um, so was it? Yeah, yeah, Caleb won it. Edmund yeah, was, Caleb uh, was the Ed, next Edmund big thing. Was, yeah, Edmund was the one that got close. Caleb won it. So, yeah, yeah he's living up to really that close. moniker. Yeah, good job by Caleb there. Saturday's 15K was Devin Dudley. He was uh, also a nominee in the next big thing. Yeah, Devin Dudley, very talented young racer over Chris Dixon, which is a, a very talented racer himself. And Sunday's bonus 5K <laughs> was won by Dennis Kessler. I'm not familiar so much with Dennis, but it sounded like he had a great day. And he got the win over Devin Dudley, who heard won the 15K. Before. So Devin with a wonderful weekend, no surprise there. And uh, some really talented racers collecting it's, checks there at St. Patty's Classic at VMP. It's funny how we're not going through specific results at every race, but Jed seems to to fit in all of the bottom ball guys. Yeah, I love those guys because they're huh. really good at racing. Yeah, okay. Another big money race moving a little bit further west. Thunder Valley Raceway Park, Noble, Oklahoma had their spring 10Ks or something along those lines. I think it was a five and two tens. And the Pennington family from South Texas did as good as you can do without winning a race. I think that the Penningtons yeah. had three runner-ups. I believe Michael was the runner-up in Friday's five grander and Sunday's 10 grander peeps runnered up in the middle winners down there on the top ball Billy Simpson one of my buddies awesome Bill we used to call him from uh, from back home got the win in Friday's five grander Billy was driving his uh, Chevy 2 station wagon with nine inch tires like 690 ride shout out to Billy mm. awesome Bill Chris Brown got the win over peeps in the Saturday 10 grander Chris a uh, heck of a racer out of Kansas actually a name I hadn't seen in a while Miss was Chris Brown's back. Chris Brown's back. Chris Brown's back. Um, and uh, it was Jared Wilson getting the top bulb win over Michael Pennington on Sunday. There you go, Jed. I, I singled out all of the top bulb racers from Noble. Yep. That's a little. J-Rod and the Skinningtons showing out there. Good to see that. And um, bottom bulb action, Chris Gassaway got the $1,000 win in both of their bottom bulb races. The third one was split at six cars. Uh, they uh, encountered some um, rain there on the on the final run but chris gassaway getting the win on the bottom twice was trip zip in the semi and the final so everybody's cheating guy is uh, is after chris gassaway because he he lit it up perfect back to back yeah find the delay box <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta find that's that. not riding the dots he's got a box in there man i can't do that with a box <laughs> and how about last but not least luke we still have the brit and johnny facebook battle going on it has cooled down somewhat but it started to heat right back up today i was about to say uh, yeah i thought this was kind of going to die out and then like right before the podcast i see a couple of uh flamethrowers coming back and forth yeah they're getting after it pretty good and man all indications are it's got some real in it so this seems like a a real challenge that brit has thrown out towards johnny and this thing's going to happen, so I'm really excited to see some Facebook drama and some uh, bracket racing drama getting heated up. Give us something to talk about. Yeah, like I mentioned last week, like I wasn't real sure how to take this. The more that I read, and maybe I'm getting the wrong impression, hadn't talked to Johnny, hadn't talked to Britt, I think this is at least a little bit personal. I, th I think there's something to this. I do, too. I do, too, and I haven't <laughs> talked to him about it, but I, I think there's something in there. So I can't wait to see how it plays out, and everybody's got their people backing them, and 
and supporting them so they're getting after it against each other and this is really cool I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available subscribe and and, and you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing uh, our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest uh, edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. We mentioned Portatree earlier in the show. I use their Eliminator Next Gen practice tree myself, along with the Portatree Mini tabletop tree. The Next Gen is Portatree's newest, most realistic tree, and it's by far the most well-designed and well-thought-out practice product that I've seen. It's got a ton of features, but two really stand out to me. First, it allows me to save up to 15 unique user setups, so I can switch from one car to another. My dragster on a full tree to my Vega on the bottom bulb, all with the touch of a button, all the settings are saved. Plus, the stats log is like a virtual logbook that really lets me analyze my progress from one session to the next. In short, I love it. I think you'll love it too. You can check it out at www.portatree.com. Don't forget to use Spring 10 at checkout to receive 10% off all Portatree orders. All right, no box racers. There are limited spots for the Jegs No Box Exclusive 32 at the Spring Fling Galat at Galat Motorsports Park, May the 2nd through the 6th. They'll play host to the Spring Fling Galat, and you do not want to miss this. They're boasting payouts of $20,000, $50,000, and $20,000 for only $690. Now, the box side is sold out. But no box racers, you'll get to race for those amazing purses along with the top bulb guys. You'll be separate for the first five rounds, and you'll have your own exclusive staging lanes and no box buy runs. And they'll also have chances at an additional $2,000 in JEG's no box cash bonuses. It's $300 to lock in your spot with the remaining $390 due at the gate. For more information, find them on Facebook or check out www.bracketraces.com. All right, guys, this week on the show, we've got something a little different, something special for you guys. Um, to preface this just a little bit, Joe Fisher and the staff at Racing RVs, friend of the podcast, uh, reached out to me wanting to sponsor a member of This Is Bracket Racing Elite for the 2018 season. So we brainstormed a little bit. We worked together. We developed a program in which they would select one member of the This Is Bracket Racing Elite community and provide them with a $2,500 sponsorship for the 2018 season. Very cool from Joe and the guys at Racing RVs. And again, let me reiterate, like this isn't something that I pitched to him. This is something that he brought to us and said, there's what we want to do, um, help us do it. And so that speaks volumes for the guys at Racing RVs first off. But yeah. we post this contest within the This Is Bracket Racing Elite community. For those of you not familiar with Elite, it is a membership community made up of uh, over 100 now racers that just uh, share a common goal, basically looking to become the best version of themselves. It's a it's a group that Kevin Brandon and myself lead, again, uh, membership community. But when we presented this, we had over 60 members submit uh, applications, right? The overwhelming response, which you would expect. Um, 
Joe took all of those resumes, all those applications, narrowed the field to 13 finalists. Of those 13, he said, man, we would be honored to represent or to have any of these guys and gals represent us, right? These are the the pick of the litter. And to be quite honest, like you could probably go through any of the 60 applications and, and they would do a great job representing racing RVs. But he narrowed it to 13, said we'd be comfortable supporting any of them. And from that, we ended up holding a random drawing to draw for the prize, the $2,500 sponsorship for the 2018 season, courtesy of Racing RVs. It was won by Dallas Page. And Dallas now joins us on the show. Dallas is a uh, 21-year-old racer from Goodlettsville, Tennessee, that's in the Nashville area. And Dallas, for listeners that are not necessarily familiar with you and your racing. Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your racing career to this point? Alrighty. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, well, to start off, um, I just got a brand new dragster. I do drive a dragster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started out in a dragster. Well, I started out a long time ago when I was six years old in a, uh, in a junior dragster no really no name brand there <clears throat> my dad found it bought it fixed it put me in it six years old bam bam thank you ma'am uh, later on down the road about three years ago which would be the season of 2015 um we ended up uh looking uh looking back into a drag car because we kind of got out of it for a while or my dad did more so and um just kind of, I kind of approached him one day and I was like, man, I really miss being at the racetrack. You know, my cousin's over here. He he just got into a big car. You know, I'd really love to get back into it, dad. And, uh, from that point, he just kind of took it in his own hands and started looking for a new drag car because we didn't have one at the time. And, uh, he dug through some stuff and we ended up uh, originally finding a 69 Camaro that was back half and all this for a decent price. That deal kind of ended up falling through and around for the same price. Uh, we found a hardtail dragster, and uh, it all sounded really good, looked good, and uh, we, long story short, we go down there and buy it, ended up getting a transmission and a motor with it. Cool. Bring it back, spend plenty of time getting it ready, fixing it up, cleaning the garage up, all that fun stuff, um, and we got, it, we got it running through uh, a good friend of ours, Larry Sexton, up the White House, Tennessee. He and my dad's good, long-time friends with him. Got us a motor fixed up and uh, throw it together, get it started up. And it was more towards uh, halfway through the season, about June is by the time we got actually baited up to the track. I uh, had to go get an open trailer that we had at my grandfather's. Uh, had to do some fun fabrication that my dad and my grandfather got to do was uh, getting a dragster onto this open trailer. So uh, welded a bunch of rails and stuff on the front end, pulled up white fast racing style up at Eden <laughs> Hill with a dragster on a open trailer. That's and, uh, uh, this is 2016 now when you guys debuted it. Is that accurate? It was, um, it was 20. It was still the year 2015. I guess it was 2014 okay. when we started looking. Then after you know okay. the holidays and stuff, <clears throat> so it was late 2015 season is when we actually got it running and up to the track. That uh, of course with more experience and actually with all the experience compared to me at the time, he made all the passes, had a bunch of fine tuning, a bunch of this, a bunch of that, you know, breaking some stuff, figuring out how the setup worked. Long story short, we make it into 2016 and, uh, <clears throat> dad's still in the car at this point, still fine tuning it. And that's when we first made our big decision. Hey, we're going to go down to a big race. That's something I've never been to other than the Southern Survival Shootout and the Tin Tuck up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's, you know, power up the road from us. 
we've never been to a big, big race, and we decided on going to Huntsville, Alabama for the DRR series. I mean, something about that just stood up to us. just seemed amazing. So, <clears throat> we long story short, we ended up going down there, and uh, that's also another little small crazy story. We actually got an RV the day before we left. We didn't even plan on having an RV. So uh, <laughs> that was a little fun story. But we got all the way down there, uh, and we raced the entire event throughout the season of uh, 2016. And then uh, at that point, Dad was like, hey, look, I'm old. You know, I'm the crew chief and the driver. Somebody's got to sit back, tune the car, and drink the beer. So we're going to put you in this car. So at the end of 2016, uh, we took it up to Bowling Green, Kentucky, right before the, right before the season ended up, a, uh, exactly at the Thanksgiving race is when uh, I made my day, or the weekend before I made one test here at full wide open throttle and something happened at the big end. I was looking at the wall, saved it, fun stuff. But uh, <laughs> go on to the Thanksgiving race, <clears throat> and uh, the very last day on Sunday, Dad's like, hey, fill out this tech card and you're going to race the car today. And I'm like, oh, God. Sunday, no time trials. You're just going to throw me in and say, go. All right, let's do this. So I get in the car. Lo and behold, uh, I get up there. I'm trying to stay calm. I'm nervous. It's all get out. Um, didn't even realize who I had. It ended up for my very first elimination pass ever down the track, Beach uh, Bend Raceway, I got Sean Langdon. Didn't even know it. I looked over, fancy, pretty nice tracks. They're going 440, 450s. And it was Sean Langdon himself. And Dad didn't say nothing to me. He was just like, he's way faster than you. Just go out there, hit the tree, do your thing. So <clears throat> I go out there, get on the tree, and uh, apparently I fell asleep. Maybe I got distracted by an airplane or something. I didn't let go of the button until the green light came on. <laughs> Sean Langdon's down there. He's already half track off the hell out of me. I ain't even got that six foot. So. Oh, that's <laughs> that wasn't really nice by Sean. Yeah, oh yeah, he was down there giving me hell, and he was like double oh three up front or something. I'm three seconds up front. <laughs> so my very first pass didn't go so well for me, but it gave me that rush. Of, man, I cannot wait to come back and you know get in this car and just do very well. So uh, <clears throat> go to 2017, start racing up. Um, up at the hill, go up there a couple weeks, however kind of months, going through, DR comes up, we make the decision, we're going back, DR, that was an amazing race, Huntsville, man, that's the best race we've ever been to. <clears throat> so, I go through the point series, the very first race, had a little issues with the weather, but for me, I actually did fairly good on the first weekend, I got to like, uh, I think it was third round is when the weather cut, a, cut us off for the big race, and uh, I was still in. And I was in in my entry for the uh, Sunday's race because we had to run it. I think it was Friday or Saturday night. I think it was Friday night. I won first round yeah. for that. So I started off really good. So I uh, <laughs> did that. Uh, ended up having to cancel the race due to the weather. Go home, do a couple more small races. Didn't do too good well. You know, I'm still learning the ropes, getting used to this old hardtail tracks. Or had a couple front end problems with it that we had to get fixed. And, um, Anyways, it really skipped through the year to the moment that really shined out and stuck out the most for me is uh, DRR, the very last race of the year at a drag race results series. And uh, 2017 year <clears throat> is uh, on Sunday. And we had a hell of a weekend on that uh, on that last, very last race. Uh, Friday, we were uh, broke two spark plugs. It was misfiring. 
uh, pulled the intake off, had a broke lifter, didn't get to race uh, Saturday much at all, made one pass, lost, run and done. So Sunday comes up, just one of those deals where we're already kind of prepared to go home. You know, I don't really need to be here anymore. Car's been messing up. I ain't going to do good. So <clears throat> I get in and uh, I draw Mikey Bloomfield, uh, who was number one at the time. It was his number one entry that was the points leader. I drew him first round, and at that point, I just kind of smiled to myself. I was like, you know what? It's all good. If I go home, I go home. If not, it's cool. You know, I tried. I had fun. Car did its thing. We're going to go home. We're going to have a fun time. So I just got a little wild hair, and I was like, man, I know it's Mikey Bloomfield. He's going to spray the hell out of me. He's going to be really good. It's, he's probably about to spank up on me, but damn it, I'm going to try. <laughs> so I dialed the car up stupid i did like four numbers up my dad just kind of shook his head he's like this dumbass and rolled up excuse my language he done rolled up and caught michael bluefield on the second entry let's just go ahead and load up go home now so i dialed the car up you know i'm just in the zone hit the tree i get down the track i just let off the gas i nail the brake my wind light comes on hell yeah i just beat mikey bluefield <laughs> never mind the fact i didn't even pay attention Mikey was red up front. <laughs> I, I left the tree so I left the line so focused. I didn't even realize he was red. I got my ticket. I'm thinking I'm you know hell yeah. I can't believe I just won. Oh, he was four ninety nine red. Okay, let's just stick that in the pocket and continue on with the race day. <laughs> so and uh, the rest from there was really just uh was really just butter and played in the spot, kind of like what you said uh, at the Spring Queen uh, last year when you won it. It was just one of those days where you felt like everything fell into the place perfectly. So, I mean, from there, I just went round after round. In third round, I drew Chris Sons, and I've raced Chris before here locally, and you know, he's really good. I mean, him just had one great drag race, and I was perfect up front on the tree, and it got me a bye run. From there... Um, I took the bye run, bumped it a little, a little too deep, but red lit, got my pass, and then from there I ended up making it to the semifinals. That was the furthest I've ever went in a drag race ever. I, it was really, really, you know, unknown for me. <laughs> so yeah, at a twenty grand or no less. Yeah, that was a... at a twenty grand. I mean, <laughs> it, this, you know, if I did this at the hill, I'd feel you know amazing. I, I you know I've never made it this far. Third, fourth round is about where I generally stop for my entire 2017 year. You know my rookie season. You know for me getting down to the semifinals, it was really crazy. I did. I just I spoke to myself every time I got out of the car or every time I went around. I was like, you know, just stay calm. Luke's talked to you about this. You 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 prepared yourself for this point. Go out there. Do what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do, and how it's supposed to be done, and you'll win the race. If you don't, you tried your best, and look where you made it. Well, so, that, uh, that leads us to to the, what we want to talk about next. Dallas is like, you know, you haven't been doing it that long. Um, obviously, just over a year, but you, you know, basically you've been thrown to the wolves. I mean, you're you're going out here and competing with the Sean Langdons and the the Mikey Bloomfields of the world, just jumping right in there. So obviously you're learning a lot. What's the biggest thing that that you've learned over that that period of time that you've been racing? Well, hands down, uh, from you know Luke himself, and this is bracket racing. I got to credit everything to that. Um, 
you know, walking into this sport, especially like what you said, I mean, even here in Nashville, I mean, I race against the big names and what, you know, to go back to what your question, I get off track. Um, what I got to credit that to is just staying focused and staying calm, trying not to, Try not to lose yourself in the moment or lose yourself in the name, you know, pull, you know, having Jason Lynch pull up next to you and being like, Oh my God, I got Jason Lynch. You know, I'm a freak out. I got to, you know, I got to be good against him, you know? Oh man, what I mean, it's just staying calm and doing what you do every pass, just like what you do in the time trial. If you got whoever, you know, it's yeah. just staying calm. <laughs> That's the biggest factor that plays into this when you pull up against anyone. And, you know, I credit it to Luke for teaching me that and, you know, listening to you guys on the podcast and <clears throat> listening to Luke speak to whoever, you know, listen to him interview Peter Biondo and have him tell you, you know, you just got to take every pass exactly one pass at a time. Just stay focused and stay calm is the best thing that you can ever do. Yeah, Dallas, you, like you said, you hadn't been doing this long, but you have been just a complete sponge and have been so engulfed yourself so much in the sport over the last well since the time i've known you it's amazing and it's cool to see how far you've come in such a short period of time this racing rv's offer comes up via this is bracket racing elite obviously you're excited like most of the group you applied did you think that you had any chance of winning this thing i knew i had a chance just like everyone (laughs) everybody has a chance right right yes sir correctly and um you know i really I really worked hard to put myself in the, you know, top 13 contenders that um, Joe Fisher himself handpicked out. I mean, I know our group. Our group has, what is it, a little, just a little bit over 200 members now. And, I mean, there's a lot of people in there that are some badass racers. So, I knew I had a chance just by applying. But, honestly, I didn't see myself winning it. But I just kept it in the back of my head, you know, don't just don't kind of like with racing when you pull up to somebody that, you know, is really good, you know, pulling up to KB or something, just don't worry about it. Just you got a good chance. You know, it's a numbers game. It's a luck game. Just, yeah, you don't, don't know if you don't short. try. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I thought I had a chance, but I didn't see myself win. <laughs> So, so you have won it now, Dallas, and I know that uh, you told us uh, offline that you talked to Joe. Tell us a little bit about the process of getting the sponsorship. Tell us how that's going down. Okay, yes, sir. Um, so, I, um, whenever Luke first initially announced in the group with our live chat that night, um, obviously he's, he got a little bit into depth with it, you know, the money-wise, you know, running the detail on your car, not essentially wrapping the car. Even though I said straight up for I was so excited. I was like, I'll wrap my whole car if you want me to, you know. <laughs> um, but going through and uh, I sitting down and speaking with Joe on the phone yesterday, he, you know, he told me essentially, you know, uh, look at your car. Don't don't ruin your car. We want to give you a nice size decal. Take a good measurement. Figure out, you know, stand back and figure out, you know, how big would you want this on your car? Just kind of be a representative and show off, Hey, look, you're not necessarily show off, excuse me, but you know, have the sponsorship on the side of your car. You know, I want to send you, you know, some merchandise, give you some t-shirts to wear at the racetrack. I want, you know, your brother, your sister, your daughter, your mother, your grandmother, et cetera. Give me their shirt sizes and hoodies and, you know, I'll get it there and, you know, show on, excuse me, you know, 
show out that you're a part of racing RVs and, you know, stand up and, you know, be there for the company. Sure. So <clears throat> along with that, the merchandise, the decal, um, he spoke with the $2,500, uh, there is a form that he's going to be sending me through the e- through an email that I'll need to be figuring out. You know, liability stuff is what I assumed and what my father kind of informed me of. You know, the whole reason I needed to sit down and get to the details. But uh, <laughs> and it's really essentially it. And um, you know, be stuff. on Facebook. Typical stuff, yes, sir. And um, be on Facebook when you're at race. You know, drag race and speak. You know, on behalf of racing RVs and try to make yourself look you know presentable and a nice, well-spoken spokesperson. Where were you, Dallas, when you found out that you won this thing? Oh, wow. All right. So I was actually (laughs) at the Tim Tuck in uh, Bowling Green. And, man, it was Friday night, first day of racing. Um, It was just a really, really hectic, crazy day. Like I told you when you called me that night, uh, we were having issues with the car, the vacuum pump on the car. We come to find out we were blowing oil out the side and car was running way off and it was just a real hectic day. Um, I was at uh, Bowling Green on the starting line for the Little Bucks race. I think there was like eight cars left or something. I was sitting there with my cousin and my father and I was just on there uh, watching some drag racing. And then uh, all the, you know, after it was over, we were just sitting there watching, talking about the track and how, you know, it was getting a little loose. And the rest of the um, Little Bucks contenders were coming back up into the staging lanes. And I just pulled my phone out of my pocket. You know, I ain't checked it all day, essentially. And I just click on Facebook. Good Lord, I got 10 notifications. Click. Well, Chase Huffman's mentioned you. This is mentioned. Holy crap. Click on it. This is bracket racing. Oh my God, everybody's congratulating me. No way. I stand up and I'm like, Oh good Lord. I watched the video and you know, <clears throat> Jordan does the random pick and it was me. And I just kind of sat there to myself and I just stood up and I was like, Oh my God, I want it. My dad's like, <laughs> what'd you, what'd you do? And I was like, I want it. The sponsorship. And he's like, no way. And I show him the video and he's like, are you sure? Are you sure that's Dallas? This ain't messed up. You're not just, you know, messing with me. I was like, no, people are tagging me. They're mentioning me. They're congratulating. I want it. So I was <laughs> at Beach Bend on the starting line, sitting there on the barrier, watching drag race and just pull out my phone. and was like, oh, this is happening. I kind yeah, of. That's awesome. Yes, so sir. cool to to be able to to move the needle a little bit, uh, at least for the season for your uh, racing exploits. Very cool. Huge shout out to Joe. Like this is a this is a really neat thing that they came up with, and I'm happy to be a small part of presenting it to you guys. So this is this is very awesome. Oh yes, sir, for sure. This, I, <laughs> man, I want to give a giant shout out to Joe Fisher uh, at Race RVs. <laughs> I mean, just this is just such an amazing opportunity that he presented to you like you said you didn't come to him and you that was the first thing you said before you even announced what it was he came to you and said hey look I, we want to do more for our racers mm-hmm. i believe we can give them this opportunity and help one person i mean that's just that i mean that's just very stand up and great for our sport i mean even if i didn't win it if whoever wanted that's an awesome deal for anyone i mean that's just yeah. an amazing opportunity and joe's I mean, that's just awesome. Joe, just huge shout out to Joe for that. You can't thank him enough. 
Well, and, and obviously it landed in good hands, Dallas. It's great to see you win that awesome gesture, as you mentioned, by Joe Fisher at Racing RVs. But, you're, you know, none of this is possible as well without this is Bracket Racing Elite. And you're a longtime member of that group. But obviously, the community has a variety of members from, you know, extremely experienced and accomplished, uh, successful competitors to, you know, even rookies, uh, guys that are at the level you're at, still learning the game, so to speak. But speaking personally, what has this is bracket racing elite meant for your personal racing program? Oh yes, sir. And uh, before I get into that, I definitely do want to thank Luke, I, as I have before, him and Joe both. I'll, I'll thank him a thousand times, and I'll forever thank him a thousand more times. This is bracket racing that Luke put together. That as well is just a huge and amazing deal for any and everyone in our sport at any level. But to go more into what you're saying um, <clears throat> or what you asked, this is bracket racing to me has just changed my complete perspective of our sport. I mean, absolutely 100%. I give all credit, all knowledge that I have to our sport is to this is bracket racing. Um, I, I, once I, once I joined and got into the depth of the tutorials, the videos, especially the group, our classroom on Facebook, I mean, it just changed everything for me, how I see things, how I listen for things, how I sit there at the starting line and watch drag racing. I mean, for a beginner, it, it just opened up so many new doors to watch out for and to learn. And that's where I credit, you know, like Luke said earlier, he believes that I'm a sponge and I just soaked up all this information and it's because of this is bracket racing. I walked into this group and there was just so much knowledge and there's still a lot of knowledge there for me to absorb that I haven't yet. I mean, it's just, there's so much information there available for you that I have and that I try my best to put to my abilities in drag racing. Big Jed, that was a that was a ringing endorsement. That I mean, you'd think I'd have to we'd have to pay for something like that. I was going to say if there's a better <laughs> testimonial out there, I want to hear it. Wait a minute, we we kind of did. Dallas, thank you, man. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, super excited for you and, and your family. Can't wait to see you displaying the Racing RVs logo on that new dragster throughout the 28th season. Best of luck this year, man. And thank you so much for uh, sharing a few minutes with us here on the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Big Jets, for having me. I mean, I really appreciate this. And a huge, again, a huge shout out to Joe Fisher for even giving me this opportunity. And uh, a huge shout out once again to this is Bracket Racing. Even if, you know, it's not a huge endorsement <laughs> deal that I'm doing for y'all for free, it's a yeah. huge shout out. But uh, thank you both for having me and giving me the time yeah. to speak on the show. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed having you, Dallas. Uh, I got to. Uh, fell in for pj north uh that day that you talked about being your best racing day at the drr series i got to do the announcing that day and i was really yes, excited for you and i hope to uh, i hope to get to call your your big win sometime this year man uh, good luck to you I, in 2018 I, and we appreciate you coming on it, it's coming big jed it's coming oh i know it is i know it is <laughs> uh, thank, uh, thank you both i can't wait for it and hopefully it'll be at the million this year i know jed speaks at the million so hopefully I'll be getting that interview. That I would be good so timing. <laughs> yes, sir. But thank you both for having me. All right, Dallas, take care. Congrats again, man. Have a great night. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Now he's got you in a bind. I get all on the table, put it all on the line. 
Where are we racing next week? It's time to discuss next week's major events, news, updates, releases, and announcements. It's What's on Tap! All right, guys, this week's big news from the AHRA is the Grand American Index Shootout coming to Jeffers Motorsports Park on June the 9th. It's going to feature four different indexes, all racing on a five-tenths full tree. Not the pro tree, the five-tenths full tree. The classes are eighth mile, 745 index, 725 index, 7 flat index, and a 670 index. It's going to pay $1,000 to win and 500 runner-up in each class. It's heads up, no throttle stops. Check them out, AHRA. You can find them on Facebook or at www.ahraonline.com for more information. Luke, what's on tap this week? Man, AHRA's got some cool stuff. Like, that's just think outside the box. I like it. I know, it. it just sounds fun. Coming up this weekend, we've got Top ET Challenge at uh, Rockingham, North Carolina. I believe that's mm-hmm. 320s. The oh, footbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The footbreak 150 down in Gulfport. I, I think uh, Little Birdie told me that's might be where you're headed, Big Jeff. Yeah, that is definitely in my line of sight. I got a motorhome repair uh, happening. Hopefully that's done tomorrow. And if it happens, I think we might just head to Gulfport and do a little foot swapping for 15000 a day on Saturday and Sunday. You remember how to do that? I'm not great at it. I remember how to do it, but I still don't accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish very well. But I'd like to go donate. Sounds good. I'm sure it'll be a good time down there. King of the Spring. King of the Spring. Coming to Huntsville Dragway. I believe that was 310s, correct? 310 granders, yeah, for a low $200 entry fee. Should be a great event for the top bubbers. And then NHRA Division 4. Event number two coming to Houston, Luke. Royal Purple Raceway Park. Yeah, following up their uh, first race of the season down in Bellrose, the uh, the good guys will be back in action in the South Central Division at Houston Raceway Park this weekend. We will do our best to recap each of those four events next week. We will also roll out the final four. Who cares about the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament? We will roll out the final four of the podcast bracket. The bad beats, man, can't get no luck. Guy, yeah, I, I think he's a shoe in. Um, and if my <laughs> schedule is right, Luke, it is uh, next week's show. We'll have JJ's top ten coming at you. So looking forward to hearing, hearing JJ's top five top bubbers and top five bottom bubbers of the month. Oh, mark your calendars, folks. That's coming next week. I had forgot all about that. I am fired up for next week. The drop alone is worth <laughs> the listen. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be awesome. So, guys, we'll be sure to keep you informed what happens this week best we can and look forward to talking about whatever topics comes up. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. It was a great time. I want to say thanks to our guest and congratulations to Dallas Page for winning that Racing RV's $2,500 sponsorship through This Is Bracket Racing Elite. I want to say thanks to our great sponsors, Siebert Performance, the AHRA, fine folks at Portatree, and the Spring Fling Galat. We appreciate those guys bringing the show to you. Shout out to Cole Castile. And shout-out to Crosby, North Dakota for the, I think that's the third time in a row we've got those shout-outs in. I I think we're going to make it a tradition. Shout-out to Jeff Duck. We gave Jeff a hard time. Way to go, Jeff Duck. If you got a cool name like Jeff Duck, you're going to get a shout-out. And we hope to hear 
hell, shout out back to Jeff again soon. But that's done for the shout outs and that's done for the show, guys. Be sure to tell us what you think. Message us on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page or add us on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I, and I am at JP11X. Enjoyed chatting with you this week and look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.